Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by Vance, sitting in front of Ranger. His expression hasn't changed much in the last couple of years, has it, Vance? No. No, he's still there. <laughs> and uh, joining us on the phone is Todd Young from Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. This podcast is brought to you by St. Croix Rods, best on earth. If you're out there and you're like, I need another fishing rod, which I used to be that way. I need another fishing rod. Now I kind of don't think I am so much. And that's, it's good. I'm going to, we're going to address that in the top, in the topic today. But if you're out there looking and uh, you're like, you know, anything you want, ice fishing, surf fishing, musky, any of that stuff, check out St. Croix Rods. And uh, they have something that should fit your needs. It's also brought to you by Wiley Lures. Uh, Dale Wiley down in, that, that's not Newcastle. What is that, Todd? Elwood, Elwood City. City. Elwood City. That's all. They all kind of run together for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I. Just south of you. Yeah, pretty much. Hour. You know, th- there's like some people <laughs> like, like Kickle was over the other day. And he's like, what's up with you boys south of 90 putting, putting baits Hanging them in boxes. You know how, like, Dale will take baits to the show? He has all yeah. these, like, egg carton boxes or whatever they are. Yeah. And you just hang them on the side, on, mm-hmm. on inside the box, and you can pick them up and carry them in. It's a very efficient way of hauling baits around. But Kickle was just making fun of it. He's like, what's what's up with you guys south of 90, Interstate 90? Put baits like that. I'm like, I don't know. It's You don't get hooked, and you can pick them all up at once. <laughs> But, uh, they don't rub against each other, yeah. Just a very, very nice way of hauling baits. So if anyone out there has a bunch of baits that's just sitting around, get a nice deep cardboard box, hang them on the inside of the box. With You're going to have one hook point sticking out. I think most people can avoid that, and you pick up the box and all the baits are there. It's light, too. It is, unless they're like two-pounders, and you have like 50 of them in there. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. I'll pass as well. So, anyways, getting back to Dale. Uh, Check him out, muskythrills. I think it's .com. The store should, last we checked, is still open if you need to place an order for some uh, handmade cedar crankbaits. As of now, we still have a few. That's right. We still do. Is that that smoke fat body store? Get a hold of us. Yes, Vance, it's not yours. The smoke fat body. Last I looked, yeah, we do. I still got the smoke fat body. What do we I got think about? I might have to I think, grab I think that. Todd needs to take that one. We have to have yeah. a little competition, which you'll probably smoke, smoke me on. I can't get the damn thing hit, and it's like one of my favorite lures. I don't know how it. Uh, I put it down. I'm like, this is it. Big fish. Next time I reel this in. Big fish. Yeah, it's just not. Good. I have some other smokes that have been smoked. We'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll grab that one. Okay, the smoke's not around anymore. The smoke's going to be off the market. <laughs> well, yeah. So now we have about 10 <laughs> yeah. maybe left. <laughs> so if, if you're in a pinch and you want a Wiley, get in touch with us. We got some here. And uh, it's... Musky Max show that's going to be right right there. So you're not many people listen to this that are on the fence are probably going to be able to make it in time. So, anyways, check them out. O'Donnell's Sports Shop in what city? Elwood City. Is it Elwood? Yeah. He's in Portersville, Pennsylvania. No. Okay. It's not Elwood City. It's great. Elwood City's where Dale's from. O'Donnell's and is in Portersville. Which is like, what, 10 miles away? Yeah. Okay. Small little country town. So yeah, yeah. there's some there, musky thrills. And other than that, that's like the contacts we can give for Dale. Yeah. Yeah. So he made his name on St. Clair. So a lot of the big trollers know him. So then we also have Boshad, who is also... Last night, I mean, he, he's throwing around a bunch of different woods. He was, he had some, you know, he has some cedar. What was he saying? Mahogany last Mahogany. night? Mahogany, yeah. Mahogany. I'm going to tell you, every time I hear mahogany, I have to think of the scene and meet the parents. Or is it, or is, or is it, uh, oh, uh, Anchorman? It was meet the parents when, 
when uh, they went and Owen Wilson, he's like, yeah, I carved that out of a solid piece of mahogany. It's this giant gazebo. Yeah, for a wedding. For the wedding. And then Fokker <laughs> yeah. uh, RN sets it on fire. Because there's just so like, much lacquer. He's like, we put so much damn lacquer on that thing. <laughs> and he get, buries that vintage truck from the overflowed septic system in the yard. <laughs> so I, I, you know, every time I hear someone say mahogany, I always, I always want to say, is it carved out of a solid piece of mahogany? You know, I, I think of that too. And we, and we touch base on, you know, my mind just goes like a drift on some of these things. And when I hear these bait makers using mahogany, I think of that. I just have to think that it's just, just giant gazebo. Oh you know, this God. it's unobtainable the size a tree needed. And they One's, waste like 98% of it to one. make this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, mahogany, cedar. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, I am very impressed with some of the, the, the show colors that, that Paul's put out. I mean, it's, they're, they're, looking, they're looking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paul makes a great bait, so check them out at BossShad.net. Mark's Bait Tackling Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio, world's largest Boss Shad dealer. He has, I don't want to say all the makes and models, because I know Paul has a couple that are very limited runs that will be at the Muskie Max. And uh, they're probably going to sell out quick, I imagine. So get in touch with him. He is redoing the store. He has put up some stuff on Facebook saying it's going to be a little bit, but he's getting stuff worked out. So be patient. Paul's, Paul can crank out baits. He's, uh, he's a hardworking guy. So And we appreciate him as a uh, sponsor. Fat Easy Musky Products, fatazmusky.com, Instagram, Twitter. You're listening to the podcast. We are going to... Uh, no, we're going to just keep on trucking with what we're doing here. The jerk baits, glide baits, soft plastic, and the rod holders, Project X. If you're looking to set up a boat, please check out uh, our, our style rod holders. And, uh, you know, for musky fishing, I will go on record and say I think they are the most versatile, best rod holder you can get for musky fishing. And uh, that's what they're built for. If you're looking to just put a rod in to catch a bluegill, just to hold a rod while you sit back and drink, yeah, I'd say there's cheaper solutions. But mm-hmm. if you're going to go musky, I, I would say you can't go wrong. So check us out. And uh, Todd, hit up uh, Muddy Creek. Yeah, we have Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Todd at mcfishingguides.com. Uh, get a hold of us. We're going to be fishing in Pennsylvania here a little bit in April, May. And then come... Memorial Day through November, Vance and myself will be out there getting you guys on some muskies, so give us a call. Early season's booking up quick, and uh, not that many days left, but uh, get a hold of us. We'll try to fit you in. Perfect. Okay, Vance. All right, Power Rankings uh, segment we've been doing. Uh, If you want to get involved, send in your submission, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook message, hit us up and we'll uh, pick your topic, incorporate it into this ranking, uh, and talk about it for a little bit on the show. Uh, So getting right into things, coming in at number three, Andy, take it away. Grace. Yes. Yes. You're the one that picks it. You have. (laughs) I have. You needed needed some humble pie here. I need to be put in my place. I'm still on the podium, though. (laughs) So... <clears throat> Anyways, with all these this painting that I've been doing and whatever, it's uh, it's refreshing for me to <coughs> excuse me. I'm I'm fighting this cold. Um, <laughs> refreshing for me to get a, I guess, taking a liking to another color pattern of baits, and the reason being is I am the guy that's like. All I need are these. And I beat these half a dozen lures up. Like, you know, if you ask me to go pull six lures, I might have two of the same style. But other than that, it's it's the same ones over and over and over again. And I'm just going to say from my, my personal experience, I, for whatever reason, it sounds stupid. I fell in love with that lemon head <laughs> that I painted. I don't know why. 
I actually have one sitting next to me. You do? I don't know why you have it here. It's to power me up. It, is that yours? That one is mine. Okay, you're keeping it. Yeah, I actually had to go out on the last run of baits that I painted. I set a Raptor aside for myself, mm-hmm. and I painted it Lemonhead. Oh, very nice. It's not a blem or nothing. It's pristine. No, I gave you the blem. Uh, I have one coming. You asked for it. It's sitting out there. Oh, jeez. I completely forgot. I just... Vance asks for all these things so much that he forgets what he asked for. It's like my daughter who's four and a half. She'll ask for like a pony one day, and then you're like, here's your pony. You're like, what's this for? <laughs> what you just asked me. Well, I want, I want an airplane. No. Okay. I want this pony. But, yeah, dang. I do get you the old laundry list. My my fault on that. No, but it's just you know I'm I'm just I'm I've always been this natural color person. It's like I I you run a lot of the, the walleyes. I run a lot of the brown. You know, the, obviously the browns and the perches, the greens. I don't really have anything, and I don't want to even call this. But you don't like gold rapala because it's I, just, I know it's just there. You, you hate those colors. I don't hate them, but I just it doesn't it doesn't catch my fancy. Like goldy. I'm like, can you paint up some goldies for it? It was a pain for you to paint that goldie last year. Well, because I just I I don't see the visual difference between that and the other one. I know the colors are different, but I know I just answered the question with, with my saying <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I I can point out when I'm irrational. I understand that, but I'm still sticking. I'll paint it for you guys if if that's what you need. Oh, but when I have literally the last raptor is sold, we have no eight inch raptors, <laughs> and you're like, "Can you fill my tackle box, please?" <laughs> and I and behind that curtain, Vance, there's nothing. There is my inventory is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of swimmers in there, though. I see. Yeah, I, I hung those up this week because I couldn't fit them all in the box. And a lemonhead swimmer too. There are lemonheads in there. I like the lemonhead. I think there's a time and place for these crazy colors like fluorescent orange and Probably. fluorescent yellow. Okay, okay, let's go off on a whim here. What, uh, Andy? Yeah. One bait. One color. If you're gonna tell bait. me to take one bait what all are you year taking? long, I, I know what you're gonna say. I don't know if you do. Because I think I, I do. If I'm gonna, it, it you got just, one bait. You just go on musky fishing. I'm not gonna even tell you where. Here's your bait. I'm gonna Grab probably it. do the perch stinger. The perch stinger. I knew that. I knew it was gonna be the damn perch stinger. Because you know, if you said I'm just going fishing, yeah. Well, yeah, to me, going just fishing. going fishing is 15 minutes, and I'm gonna make it. <laughs> that perch. That perch. Vance. One bait. I mean, you guys probably know what I would throw too. It's the eight-inch mud puppy raptor. Eight-inch mud puppy. Okay. You. Golder Pala, eight inch. I'm going to take eight inch Golder Pala. <laughs> now, if, yeah. if if you also said two baits, my second one in command is going to be the Orange Belly Perch Soft Tail. Orange Belly Perch Soft Tail. I don't know why okay. that it, there's just coming with. It's the orange that sets it off, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, it I'm, does. It does. And that orange tail. I I don't know why. You know, Todd caught a fish on my orange belly perch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably the only one I ever caught on one. I, it's, but then again, I'm I still, never I'm, use it. I'm following the perch theme. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are, yeah. You like, I mean, those six that yes. half a dozen lords you grab, a lot of them are that perch, right? And oh. I, I've said it a million times. Yeah. Go ahead, Vance. Bait number two. <laughs> Eight inch gold Rapala. Not orange death. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the, I. I my my heavy hitters are that mud puppy, that gold rapala, and then the walleye. Walleye, I thought I would my my next pick would be walleye. Mm-hmm. Mine, my, my then my, then I'd go to mud puppy. My number three is that walleye that I have. Yeah, my walleye eight inch, and that's after that. If I'm gonna do like my top six, I can just do the top four. I'm gonna grab a swimmer of any color. Yeah, six yeah. or eight inch, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And then I just have two empty spots, whatever I feel like. So we didn't pick any crazy colors, but, you know, as far as my clients go, the three-mile perch soft tail has probably caught more for clients than any bait that I have. A color we don't offer anymore yeah. on, the, on the standard color chart. I'll paint it. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But that's true. <laughs> it still catches fish. But I hand it to clients. I've caught a couple on it, but not too many. I've watched lots of them get caught. But I like this this lemonhead, though. I mean, it's it it's neat. It, 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 well, it, it's 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 the standard lemonhead that everyone paints. Yeah. But I I'm not a flashy kind of guy with the, and not that that is flamboyant or anything, but you know the orange belly on that perch that on my number two bait, that's like ooh you're getting crazy with them wild colors. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's just a nice subtle step. I don't know why I I've just been I was drawn to it. So now it's like I got this new new colored bait because it takes a lot for me to be just like reaching into the pile of these finished baits like last week's power ranking. I just finished assembling them. You know, if we we talked about it, how much labor goes into when Todd gets those baits ready, you know, then I do the painting and then whoever assembles them, Todd or me, it's just like, yeah, why would I have one of every color or two of every color? Just pick yeah. a couple. Yeah. And the whole point, and I've said this many times, that perch stinger is because that was the first color that I painted in those stingers when they first were finalized was perch. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this one's mine. <laughs> I need one for myself. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been any color, and that would have been the one in my box. You gonna chuck the lemon head this year? I might put that with a fifty-fifty split. I might just force feed him lemon head the whole time. Yeah. I don't know why. Because I, I really don't think the fish knows. Like, oh, there's a walleye coming through here. Yeah. No. No. They wouldn't bite fire tigers and. No, orange with they look spicy black dots on them and, yeah so lemon it looks good though anyways, Redhead looks good they all look good that's that's my thing is like revitalizing the excitement about a color yeah a new color i just been so set in my ways of these are the baits i, I, I love else. experimenting with that paint over there you know mm-hmm. that would what we've been doing over there, just picking something up and trying a little new. Mm-hmm. I'd go, I'd go mad in that in that paint booth. That might also be why I'm I'm so resistant to changing things. Like, now I'll I'll, I'll address this real quick so everyone knows, so they're not like, why don't you paint the baits for Vance and Todd and Goldie that they want? It's because when I paint a, <laughs> when I paint a bunch of gold or palas, I'll paint them that way because I'm going to be. That paint is awful yeah, to it, clean out of the gun. So, anyways, that's the excuse. It's tough this time of year to build inventory, and when you're in a system, then the way that you're doing it, <laughs> it's kind of hard to go paint a goldie, paint a onesie, rainbow. twosies. I'd yeah. rather do a dozen yeah. of each. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my little rambling. Oh, three lemonhead. Come check it out. New Musky color Max. pattern. Yeah. Getting excited, not necessarily my lemon head. This one's mine. Yeah, that is your that is your lemon head. <laughs> um, coming in two is going to be mine, and it is a full tank of gas for your fishing trip. Now, did you pay for this tank of gas? You did. Okay. Of course, of course you did. Um, full tank of gas gas before the uh, the fishing trip. Uh-huh. Already paid for. No worries on the water. No, there's no worries. Yeah. Go wherever you want. I'm good for a couple days. Sometimes, Take depending off. on how far you travel. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like my my boat takes a lot, it, it, you know, more than my truck, you know. They're big fill-ups, big number fill-ups, you know. And when that thing's full, I know that I could probably fish for the week. You can't live this way unless you're rich. You can't live this way unless yeah. you're rich. I mean... Greg, Greg, Greg Thomas three, said it first. Every three, or, every three or four of our charters just pays for the fill-up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the full tank of gas, it's it's sweet. It, it's even great in in the car, you know. Just knowing that that tank is full. I get worried in my boat, to be honest with you. Did I put enough stable in that <laughs> to keep the gas? <laughs> to keep it good. It might be like. Turpentine. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, you know, yeah, I I understand all that, but I will like, do I need gas? I'll put five gallons in. That'll get me through this trip if I had none. (laughs) So you have, you have, you have no idea what's in there. I have no idea. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, 
the way my boat is, my gas tank is in the back, you know, the <clears throat> the furthest back part of my front casting mm-hmm. deck. And I can flip this hinge lid up and I can see the level. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here. I still don't know exactly how many gallons what? that is when I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> but I'm like, I know five gallons won't overflow onto the ground. How about the great Cabela's when they when I was setting up that smart craft and they told me to take a five-gallon uh, gas can out and run my, my tank dry, die on the water. Hey, die man. on the water and then fill it up and then reset my smart craft to to you know to to let me know how much gas was in there. Little did they know they've never steered you wrong. Yeah, they little did they know. Yeah, I, I never got to that point because I was dying on the water for other reasons, not gas. I couldn't even run a full tank of gas through the damn boat. I was dying because of battery problems and <laughs> no <knows>? hydraulic <laughs> fluid in the no steering. hydraulic fluid. Who who knows. I don't even. I, I I still have yet to put a full tank of gas through it because there's so many problems. There was, but I'm kidding. There, there, and I'm going to revisit this 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 little scar here. <laughs> Should something have happened when you did not have steering? Oh my god! The lawsuit. Yeah. It would have been the news. Now I don't know what's really going on with Bass Pro and Cabela's anymore, but the headline would have read. Vance owns Cabela's. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would I would have burned that place to the ground. I don't think you would because you could probably make a nickel. Then I would have burned it. I would have burned I would have burned that that one up in New York. I can't I can't stand it. I'll never go again. Whatever you guys have heard all about that the full tank of gas coming in it too. Always a great feeling. Car boat whatever. Lawnmower, getting ready to do your chores. Yeah, I'd sooner have an empty tank. Like, yeah, all right, what do you want me to do? It's Friday. A lot of gas. It's Friday. It's not like you can buy gas every day of the week, so, so I'll do it next week. Mm-mm. One coming in at one in the week. Number uh, one, you get you get all those new baits over the winter, and you got all those ones you got to touch up from last year. Hooks cut. Andy doesn't have to worry about it. He just keeps them like that. But uh, hey, it works. You got to get those things sharp. And to me, the big day is when you get all those baits back in the box, everything sharp, ready to go. All the hooks are sharp on your new baits. That takes time, and uh, that's an exciting thing to sharpen that last hook. Sharpening that last hook, getting ready for the season, yeah. I have a ton of baits I have to do that to right now. Wileys, really. Yeah, uh, seriously. I mean, I got nine points to sharpen. <laughs> With that lemon head. With that lemon head. That is... <laughs> that's, a, that's an afternoon's work right there, getting all those, those lures ready. You know, sharpen them. You should see the amount of rust I have. How much? When do you go until it's too far on those? I'm just like, oh my god! I think when I could snap this thing. When you can unbend the hook, <laughs> is when you need to replace yeah. the hook. <laughs> I could, but think, yeah. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. If you guys are more like me and just use the same five baits, <laughs> you wouldn't even necessarily have to sharpen all the other hooks. Oh, I know, but you never know what happens. We use six baits at a time, Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, now you're bragging. Okay. On <laughs> the trolling. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you, you don't, it, it is annoying. It does. It takes a lot of, it it, lot. you know, it takes time. I got them out there right now, and I I wasn't even going to get any baits this year. But How many did you get? Be honest. Yeah, I have a few. And guess what? Muskie Max is, like, right I, now. <laughs> I know, and there's probably a couple of them going to buy down there. So I'm gonna have to take a day and sharpen hooks again. Yeah, I know it's because I, I don't even like to test a bait unless the hooks are sharp. You just never know what's gonna happen. I know in the middle when you're on the water, that's the last thing you want to do is say, "Oh, mm-hmm. I have a new bait I want to test." Oh, it's I'm gonna sharpen before I tune it because mm-hmm. if I like it, it's gonna go out. I don't want to have to bring it back in sharpen. So I prefer the other method. It makes you more of a man to sharpen a hook 
while you're driving the boat in some rough seas because every time you take that file swipe, there's a good chance of that hook point just burying <laughs> under your fingernail, and it, it, it hardens you into a, a strong man. Mm, yes. Sharpening hooks. I know I probably lost a big fish because I didn't sharpen a hook. I know. Really? I have. Oh, my God, yeah. Years ago, maybe. I don't even know. Way before I caught my big one. Maybe in like the single number 2000s, somewhere in there. I just had a believer. And I was trolling in a little 14-foot. Was Ro- this the uh, plier era, or was this the... <clears throat> this was a... Uh, holding it. This was my uncle's boat. Okay. And I just took it out. It was an old... <clears throat> uh, it was a 9-8 Mark Tiller. Nine eight, so that was an older one. Very, very old. Oh my God, we heard about it every time. You know, this 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 motor's forty years old, still runs like crazy. Meanwhile, it took like the week that we were up there. It finally worked on like the fifth day. Um, but I was trolling, and it was um, it was in one. It was in a S ten salty. Ooh, yeah, and uh, I had a believer on. A perch colored one just n- nothing just threw it out you know mm-hmm. know anything about it and i know that it, it, it was looking back on it it was a very big fish and uh you know when i really got into it i did you know i sharpened all my hooks and stuff and i was like i i, I always thought back to that fish none of the hooks were teed nothing mm-hmm. um and that fish got off, and I think back to that often when I'm sharpening hooks. Very often when I'm sharpening hooks, I think back to that fish. Keep them sharp. It's very important. Mm-hmm. I have a similar story, and it, it, it might have ruined me a little bit, but I think it ruined me in a good way. <clears throat> Early on, and this is gonna this is gonna lend well into the actual podcast area, but uh, early on, just getting into musky fishing, I had. A pink double cowgirl. Nice. And mm. I really enjoyed throwing that bait. Oh, I love it. I only had three strikes on it. I went one for three. And the one fish that it, I guess I'll, I'll give the success story first. The fish that I caught was a bowfin. Ah. And you are with those bowfin again. I netted it in my one of my first attempts at making a net. I have like several attempts before I got where I was at. And the netting that was there was like this really small hold cotton like net, you know, uh, whatever you want to call net bag. And I, for whatever reason I felt the need, I needed to net this fish. So I netted this fish and bowfins have a tendency to roll. Well, it rolled itself into what looked to be a bowfin doobie because the netting was white. <laughs> really? And the hooks just A went... bowfin cocoon. That's right. There you go. <laughs> nice. And I was like, there is no way I'm getting this fish out. So I learned real quick that that netting was not going to work. Yeah. So I took my knife and just started cutting the netting open. <laughs> And I, I took a picture. It was a nice, big, fat bowfin. So anyways, but I don't know if it was it was in the same lake, but not the, it might not have been the same day. I can't remember. I was what I considered burning this double 10 over this weed bed, and it line just stopped. I set the hook as hard as I could. The fish was on for a few seconds, and this big red whale tail comes out. It was a muskie mm-hmm. out of the water, just like it was like diving to go deep. And it's, it, its tail came out, and I'm like, it, it was more or less waving goodbye. It says, I'm, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And after that, it, it swam out of my life. I never once took a file to those hooks because I said I didn't need to. So I lost what would have been a night. It's, was it a 50? I doubt it. But it was no 36. And I'm like, huh, maybe there's something to it because before this, you know, I only used that bait for maybe a half a year. I lost the. I think it was a very big pike in another lake. I got it to the boat and it shook off and 
I'm like, well, I still don't need to sharpen them hooks. <laughs> so anyways, I lost two good fish and I caught one good one that I had to then take a knife and cut my net bag open to save. Yeah. So Yeah, you think about all the all the mishaps way back when, you know. Yep. That if it, if you knew what you did now that you would do it a little differently. I know that fish that I missed was one of those Ones that I, I don't, if I would bag right now, I, I don't know what how big they're going to be. Mm-hmm. No. Does that wrap Stupid. up the uh, the PR? Yeah, that wraps up the power rankings. Coming in at three, the Lemonhead, the new. Just a, a new favorite color pattern or a color that you're excited to use. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to use that. Two, full tank of gas. Number one for the week. Sharpening that last hook. Sharpen that hook. Right now. Right now. There's open water out there. It's been a pretty mild winter. It started Very, off pretty hard. Did it? I, we had a lot of snow. We had snow yeah. during rifle and stuff like that. But God, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like 50 degrees out right now. It's yeah. crazy. Anyways, this show's topic and I kind of alluded to it like eight times already, is going to be enjoying the journey. Enjoying the journey. And apparently I'm boring, Todd. (laughs) No. We're on a bender here. Yeah. And so anyways, enjoying the dirt, we all know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We know everything that's going on in Todd's world. I know. (laughs) So anyways, enjoying the journey. Like we... Vance and I just gave some, you know, like stories and stuff of early on. And, you know, you look back and, and there's a little bit of like reg- regret in some of these. And, you know, I see some, some people that are like new to the sport. And I guess it's not necessarily the, some of the stuff they post, but generally you'll see a lot of the same questions of someone that is new to the sport or a big giveaway and and this is a spoiler anyone out there you know that the person is new to musky fishing and this is key you got to look at the post if they say i am new to musky fishing (laughs) that's how you know this person is green okay (laughs) it was stupid but smoking gun right there that is okay so there's a part of it. It's like, I think I took the long way around to learn how to musky fish. And for me, there was no shortcut. I mean, I had some internet stuff. I was never big in Facebook. I was, you know, the forums, I was kind of more like behind the scenes. You know, you get burned once or twice on a post, you become gun shy until you get a little bit more bad and battle hardened and, and all that stuff. But, you know, I get where I'm coming from is looking back I wish that I took more time to enjoy the journey of this. I remember there were times that I was writing stuff. I'm like, you know, I, I, at, at just learning and I had two follows at the same time, two fish following the way. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And you're getting all frustrated. You just want to catch one. And, and, and you're getting all this frustrated and it's easy to say now, but looking back, it, it should almost be like, just enjoy those early days because I know that this might have been during like my poor hook sharpening. I think there was this one time I lost like, and th- these these are like Hall of Fame numbers around here. I think I caught like five muskies, but I lost twenty eight. I think that was like the number I had it written down somewhere at one time. But this is going back many many years ago. To where it, it's insignificant now, but I'm like, I'm five for 32. Mm-hmm. What's going on? I look back now and I'm like, well, instead of getting discouraged over those fish, those fish, you know, there's something positive to take from all of it. And, you know, just catching the fish is like the cherry on top. Hooking a fish or seeing a, a fish follow you know, these, these people are like just, they're after just like, it, it's like a game now of how quick can we rack up numbers? As soon as I get to X amount of muskies, <clears throat> I then feel qualified to offer advice to people. And it, it, it 
it seems to be like a popularity thing. No, not everybody, but it's the ones that are visible on. I'm just gonna I'm gonna blanket this with the internet, and yeah, <clears throat> I actually would not want to change how I learned because I know that if I would have, and and this is kind of hitting with Vance, if I would have done like a trip with with Todd and learned to just work your butt off with a jerk bait, the fish don't jump in the boat, but they're more likely to come faster than me spending thousands of dollars on different things and this and that. And then just meandering my way until I get on the path that I like. Mm -hmm. And, but I also learned on some, what would be considered tough waters. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, Vance, can you relate it all? Like, like your journey? Yeah, of of, of course. I I touched base on it and I didn't even know we were going to, get too in depth on it but i mean yeah it sucked it was a lot of legwork it was a lot of days i knew where i was going out there with no real experience except you know to know how to cast a rod and reel mm-hmm. how to put some line out how to keep some boat speed stuff like that trying to you know, transition into this musky fisherman that I wanted to be, um, you know, pull up to a spot, have no idea what I'm looking at. have no idea where I'm at, no graphs, not even know how to really read a graph, uh, you know, and, and not having that stuff at, at my fingertips, what I have now, uh, I used to, you know, really take pride in, seeing a fish you know i would i would i would count all those i would okay i fished this year i had three follows and that's it you know i fished this year i hooked into one i had a musky hit this year wow mm-hmm. that's crazy what would i've done there i had no net and this 1960s musky cradle that i had no idea how to use what was I going to do with that? Was I just going to reel the fish in and throw the damn thing in the water? I probably would have lost it. You know, I would have just... And like, the musky cradle. And, yeah, I lost the musky cradle, yeah. Who the hell knows how to use one of those things nowadays? I mean, of course people do, but God. Those are somewhat... I, you know, I never thought about this. I, I mean, I read this. How dangerous those musky cradles can be. What is the... Yeah, I mean, it is so... Especially some little feisty ones, you know, those thirty inches or something. God, cradle that thing, put, get it all nice and tired out, and then put it in the the cradle. Well, <laughs> what, what, what was brought up to my attention was you got another guy in the boat leaned over the edge holding this cradle, and you're dragging the fish in. If the bait pops out, it goes right into the guy's mm-hmm. face. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and as soon as the hook hits the cradle. Yeah. It all comes to an end. So then what do you have to do? You have to hurry up and scoop the cradle up and hope <laughs> yeah, the fish then the, doesn't then fall then out? Yeah, then the fish, it's like a bad net job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that beginning, I mean, it's, you know, all those mistakes. And early on, you uh, you learn and you develop into, into a fisherman. I mean, that. Uh, I would count those. Uh, those were special days. You know, that that was the... I think back on on those days a lot more often than I think back on the, on the, the, the great years I've had musky fishing. You know, because they all kind of like, eh, got 100 this year, got 100 that year, whatever. You know how it goes. Uh, with, with the numbers game that you were, you were talking, mm-hmm. talking about. Um, I, I, I look back on those, you know, those, those initial years and I'm just like, I had this, this follow, you know, and that, it, it, it brought me into like the chase game for him, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll never have that feeling like that. You know, people, it will never be like that again. The innocence is gone. That innocence it is gone. Yeah. It, it will never, ever, ever be that exciting again. No, it's still very exciting. It's still a joy to catch these things. 
I, that's why I do it because it's still a lot of fun. It's still the only thing I really want to do when I'm on the water, you mm-hmm. know, is go musky fishing. Um, but those, those initial times, I mean, there, there, there was never a more exciting time on the water than trying to get into these fish for the first time and learning. It was the best experience I've had. And they sucked. Yeah. Todd, what's your feeling? I was horrible at them. I was horrible. Yeah. They're the same way. I mean, I I got into it with someone who, I mean, I grew up doing it. But I I can relate to the, you know, back in those days, we did not have that many opportunities. You had to take advantage of the ones you you had. And uh, I think back to them all the time, same as Vance said. You know, a lot of times I go up to Canada and I go fish and I don't even go anywhere near the places we used to go. Uh, usually I catch more in a day than we would catch all week. But, uh, you know, the, the that learning experience, that's, you know, I mean, <clears throat> it's very, uh, you know, you don't want to forget about that stuff. Yeah. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be good days. And uh, for you to be able to do it on your own, that makes it a lot more uh, enjoyable, too. Even if you happen to hire someone like Vance or I and or any of the other guides out there, you know, get you started on something or using a certain bait or fishing a particular way. The, that learning curve changes, but you're still going to remember those first. <laughs> there was so much trial and error. And, trial and error. Uh, you know, I think back to all the boat rentals and all that stuff I had to do to, to get into this, how crappy the tiller, tillers were that I was in. Uh, motors swinging all over the place. They were just loose back there, kind of like my how my 200 was at one point. Um, how fun that was putting big tackle boxes uh oh my gosh the big tackle ta- boxes yeah, taking big tackle boxes of all these different lures you know packing pretty much everything i had lures that i didn't even really know how ran you know I, i'll tell you back in the day like back in maybe uh you know like single digit 2000s um god i had this one like top I had I had a, 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 a you know like a a glide bait. Okay. It looked like a reef hog. Okay. You know that's that style that profile if you guys could imagine that. Yeah. I thought it was a jerk bait. I was working the thing like it was a jerk bait. I'm like this thing is terrible. What is the matter with me right now? It's not working like a jerk bait at all. I had no idea what the heck it was. Mm-hmm. And then I like looked up looked it up like I was like this is <laughs> I'm I'm fishing this thing incorrectly. I should not be jerking this the way I am. <laughs> but you, you know, it, it, it's so easy when but you, when you're green, you're you're doing it. Yeah. You're like, obviously, it's not me. Yeah. It's the bait. Yeah, it's the bait. You know, uh, and yeah, and, and then I just like threw it back in the box. I had literally like lures that looked like they were scrap wood. Nothing wrong with scrap with, wood with hooks on it and i would still try that that jerk it like literally like a cut in half two by four with mm-hmm. it was green i don't even think they make it anymore like i i i it, i don't even think it was like a mass-produced lure i think it was just like a fake thing picked up at a garage sale for yeah, a buck you know painted with like a racket can maybe even mm-hmm. water-based you know, paint that you would paint in preschool or something. I tried using that thing. I had all these collections that I would pick up anywhere. Old fish store, stores, stuff like that. I would go out and try to build one of those big tackle boxes up. Um, and I had some spinners that I that I picked up. But the, the wire was all bent and stuff. And they didn't work. And um, I was just spending money on, like, anything I could buy. Things that clearly would not work right now. It would be like a a wire harness in a swimmer that was bent at a complete 90 degree angle or on a, on a swimmer. Yeah. And I would, I would try and use it when, back when I was very green, 
you know. And at that point when I was doing all this, I was already blown off the spot I was trying to fish because I had no boat control and I was in one of those, you know, a rental or something and having those big tackle boxes clanging and banging all over the dam, you know, and the sound of hooks ringing off of them when you're, when you're trying to drive, you know, just crazy. What, what I, what I noticed when you brought up the big tackle box, there was, uh, like when I would fish with Eric, it was, you know, he had two boats. I had my, my one boat that we'd fish out of. Mm-hmm. And I had two boats, but only one was from, you know, inland fishing. And uh, it was like a big deal. It was a badge of honor. Like, and, and this, this is not a cover-all blanket statement, but this covers me. It seemed the more muskies I caught, the less tackle I would bring hmm. as time went on. And when I wasn't catching like, many. You'd be just like, this is all I need. Yeah, and like like we we discussed previously, it's like yeah, this is give me these six baits and I'm yep. good. Back in the day, I actually had to make a tackle box that not only housed another tackle box, <laughs> but had dividers in it for 3,700 Plano series. Wow! It held like three or four of them and another giant hanging box, <laughs> and I it was like a thing. It's like, but. It, it was it was cool. It's, it's like, are you bringing your tackle box? And I'm like, yes. And he has a Ranger bass boat. It's like a 17 foot. All of my leg space was made up of this giant, extremely heavy, awkward tackle box. Yeah. And I'd be throwing all these rods down, and wouldn't you know it? I'd fish a couple of them, a couple of the baits. Yeah. And and then I'm like, you know, finally it started hitting me. I'm like, why did I do this? But now I look back and and. At that time, it made sense, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. But like you said, those days sucked. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you really want to become, I guess I want to say established as a musky fisherman or fisherwoman, you ha- I don't think there is a fast track. The fast track is just going to lead you to crashing. Yeah. Uh, but like if you can plow through those early days and still want to go after it. I mean, just, I, I, I brought this up many times. I don't, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not advocating any newbie out there right now to go drop a thousand dollars on a rod and reel combo. But I would say in order to at least have equipment that will hold up to what you should be doing, you're going to have 300 bucks on the low end mm-hmm. on the low end. And once you realize that you're going to like be in, uh, in this for the long haul, perhaps you should. And again, I can tell this to 10 newbies and I don't think a single one of them is going to take my advice, but my advice is this. If you're in it for the long haul, don't go and buy three or four combos that total up to 15, 1600 bucks buy the high end top shelf stuff. And hopefully by then you figure out what kind of fisherman you're going to be. Yeah. And me, I, I, I still, I look at even seasoned vets sit here saying, and they're splitting hairs on rod and reel combos. And I, I don't get it. I, maybe I don't, you know, I guess that might be part of the step. They might really enjoy that. For me, I don't get it. I think that I would rather have one top shelf. Yeah. But if that's what you like, by all means. I mean, Gear Man, get, he yeah. has a lot of rod and reel combos yeah, and he a, enjoys them. Yeah. But, I mean, Todd, I mean, I, I, I don't want to just, you know, bring up numbers. I know you've said it in the past. Your journey to your first 50 is, yeah. is a number that a lot of musky fishermen will never reach. Any any insight? I mean, are you glad it happened that way, or no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. But uh, you know, now that it happened, yeah, I guess maybe I am glad it happened that way. It gave a, me a lot more respect for when you catch those fish. It's an impressive know? number, <clears throat> incredibly impressive number of fish before your first fifty. 
Wasn't it like? And it was fishing a lot of good numbers. It wasn't it seven hundred something. Yes, yes, seven. Oh, I can't remember seven thirty or seven forty, but I have those all written down back then. I quit writing down many years ago, but uh, yeah. You weren't doing too bad back then. <laughs> no, I mean we were catching fish, and I was fishing places where where that could have happened. It just didn't. You know, we had forty nines and yeah, that's forty eights, all that kind of stuff. But uh, who were you with when you caught your fifty? My father. That's great. Yeah, my dad. My dad caught his biggest fish of his life that day, and I caught mine. Wow. Hmm. In Canada. Yeah, it was in Canada, and we were throwing wily jerk baits. Imagine that. Imagine <clears> that. <throat> that's that's neat. Did he catch a fifty? Before? No, he did. Well, yeah, he's caught them since then. Yeah. But at that time, he had caught his biggest. He caught a forty-five and a half. That was the biggest one he had caught ever. He said, and he said to me, he said. uh, I think it's going to happen. I think this is your day for your 50 because he's been with, you know, he had been with me. I did see him catch 49s and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, right, Dad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, my first 50. You know, I, I, I'm just lots I, of fish. Yeah. I haven't caught that many fish. That brings it back to reality, though. I mean, they don't come all that. I'm, it's it's a lot easier now. Now since then we've caught at a lot of fifties. Yeah. But uh, going back to those days, they weren't all that common. But I didn't keep it. But that's that's going back to the days when people were still keeping them. You know. Mm-hmm. I didn't keep it because uh, you know it was just a little over fifty and. I said, I'm going to catch a bigger one. I'm not going to get this one mounted. Yeah, those the green time is probably mm -hmm. the most enjoyable fishing you'll ever have in your entire life. Mm -hmm. A couple years later, about two years after that, I did catch a 53 and a half, and I did kill that one <laughs> <laughs> to get it mounted. Yeah. But uh, that fish still looks great, too. It does. Wall held up so nice it uh you know i guess you know you you can just take the time even if even if you're new if you're like i just started musky fishing say may of 16 sit back and and, and just look at the times you had and there's i don't you know i don't want this to be like andy's advice you know show on this one but there is so much that you can learn, and I, I let in on this. You don't even have to catch the fish. Mm -hmm. That will give you clues and stuff. And I guess when when I was young, dumb, and looking for fun, um, I didn't care. It was details weren't important. Just go out there for the lack of lack of. I don't know why. What word I'm searching for in this. I made up for experience by just pouring the coals to it. You know, you don't need finesse. Just mm -hmm. power your way through it. Yeah. So I just powered my way through it all, and I never really stepped back and been like, hey, maybe this. Mm -hmm. You know, rather than, you know, charging hard and making, you know, super power fishing all incorrectly. And you know, go back, maybe pick something apart. You know, I'm fishing smaller waters. And one thing I always did is like, okay, how fast can I get through all of these spots? And then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, huh, there's no fish biting today. I've been out here for 45 minutes. <laughs> They're just not happening. And then you get down on yourself and you miss opportunities. Yeah. And, and just looking back now, it's like, I, I it's, it's just amazing to me. Like I have my, my one buddy, Tim, we would fish. He's more seasoned than me. He'd more often than not catch the fish, and I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And then what, what was the difference? He was fishing out of the back of the boat. Yeah. And it's just that stuff you pick up 
as you go. And looking back, it was always fun. I was, it was always driven when Tim's like, yeah, I went to this place. How'd you do? I caught one and lost one. Dang it. I was just there the other day. I didn't see a thing. Yeah. Even in those green times, maybe if you have a buddy with you, <clears throat> you don't even care if you necessarily catch it. It's a lot of fun just to be just excited it's, to it's, get one. It's to the get journey. One. It's it's looking for that elusive muskie. Yeah. Even if you're if even if the guy you're fishing with catches it, you know, you're just like, Oh my god, I can't believe we got one. Today. As long as you're not a jealous fisherman. Yeah. And there's a lot of those yeah. out there. Right. If if you're looking gone, at this as yeah. a team thing, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I've gone through a lot of jealous fishermen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't last. No. Yeah. It always falls apart. Yeah. And, uh, but that's just one thing that, you know, during these winter months and stuff, when I'm, you know, sitting there painting baits and stuff, I'll, I'll think back and just be just reminiscent of the old times mm-hmm. and, and how I, I, I guess you can't really say sit back and enjoy it when you're frustrated because things aren't going your way and you're seeing people post fish up and yeah. this and that. And, you know, I guess it always looks easy when someone else is, you know, holding a fish photo that you stumble upon on the internet and you're like, man, that was just easy, but you really don't know the journey, but you just look at, and you know, almost a little jealous. Like, how, why isn't that me? I'm mm. out there working. Yeah. But those people generally have gone through that green period where there's mm-hmm. so much crap going on and so much money wasted and time wasted, but it, you seriously learn the most. And I look back on it and, and yeah, that was the the fieriest time of my fishing, you know, is trying to develop into the fisherman I am today, you know. And, of course, I always try to get better and better and better. But those initial steps to say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get into this, and I'm going to do it hard, those years that it took me were the most fun and the most driven times I've had on the water to try and become successful at this stuff. Just as in anything, that hardship, you know, you think back to that, you, you, you dabble in it every once in a while. Changing setups and boats. Do you know how many setups I, I switched around? I mean, I, I still had that, you know, Todd remembers it, that old Monarch that I had. Yeah. So many, I'm going to tinker this. Yeah. This is going to, this is going to put a fish in the boat. Why new carpet would put a fish in the boat? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but it would because I'd be more comfortable. Yeah. I'd, I'd feel more confident because it looks like a pro boat, even though it's a 14 foot tin boat with a six inch jack plate with a 40 on the back of it. Oh my God. All the pros are running 40 horse mariners, in case you're wondering. Yeah, the tinkering. I mean, that's crazy. That touches base on, you know, my rod holder setups from holding mm-hmm. it to pliers to S10s to eventually purchasing my own boat. So much tinkering. If if you could crazy, I don't think I I I I'd trade. I'm gonna. I guess I answered the question before I asked it. Is if you could get all the money you spent on the first thirty percent of your musky fishing years, but you'd miss out on those years, Mm -hmm. would you want that money, or would you want to relive those years, or live those years as they played out? Right now, as you're sitting here. I would have had a nicer down payment for. Obviously, about. but but you wouldn't have the. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, you don't. You don't change those things because you learn. Todd, how about you? Yeah, I yeah I I wouldn't change any of that. Because because actually because a lot of those baits that I bought back then. They're worth a lot of money right now. <laughs> yeah, and, and they were off your paper route. It sounded as yeah. though it took a long time yeah. to earn the money for this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I wouldn't change it. It's a lot easier now to get into the sport. It's a lot easier to get going. It's a lot easier to have success. But uh, I mean, we talked about that on the. On the rankings and stuff, that first encounter, you can't take that back. Uh, you know, we t- yeah, we, we we that that first forty incher, yeah. the first fifty incher, the first whatever, 
uh, you know, you, your first one casting, your first one trolling. Never forget that stuff. And uh, it falls into what we're, we're into now. You know, it's a business for me now. You know, I want a couple fish a day or I really don't want to talk about it. Vance is the same way. I know Andy likes to tease us about it. It's like, oh, geez, you guys only got two each today. <laughs> yeah, keep you know, belly And there was a yeah. day that that would have been unbelievable numbers. Oh, God, yeah. I would If, if that would have happened early on, I, I, I wouldn't have slept for a week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, exactly. God, can you believe this? So, I can't wait for my next time. I remember. I remember. Like the multi fish days were big deals. Hell yeah, they were big deals. I mean, I was counting follows way back when. I still count follows. Yeah. Well. Well, you you really do. You do that competition thing in the boat when you're fishing with somebody. <laughs> hey, it's it's the measure on what's working. <laughs> Everything is a math problem. But. It's it's fun looking back and any any person new out there just enjoy it. You know, if if you got good overnight, no one would be continuing in the sport. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say the people that are just hammering on them are unhappy, but I bet you if you talk to them, they'd be like, "Yeah, it was a lot of fun those first 5 years." Mm-hmm. And uh I remember early on when I was I kind of wrapped up with this thought Early on when I was active on those forums, I was on active on every musky forum I could I could find. And some I, I don't even know what topic it was, but a guy's like those first 5 years sucked. But you have to go through them. And I remember I was like on like year 2 and I'm like I got more years to go yeah. because it does. It seemed it seemed <laughs> to like open up this door after and that that learning curve might be substantially smaller now, depending on the body of water and all that stuff. But when you're literally you like, I know how to fish. I can catch a bass, really good. That doesn't mean you can catch a muskie really good. That doesn't mean. I mean, I was all up on all the stocking, where they're stocking, when they're stocking, all that stuff. I knew all those numbers. I thought I was on good muskie waters. I still love those waters. I still fish them, but just up the road it's a it's a completely different story mm-hmm. there's people like nets are flying all over the place and for me it's like i caught one this month if i keep this up i'm gonna get 12 this year mm-hmm. you know so it's stick with it enjoy it and uh just musky baits are expensive you can blow a budget real quick on some of the baits that i'm seeing <laughs> yeah not saying they're bad but if you're smart with your money, like Vance said, you have a bigger down payment. Yeah, on a boat. Especially true these days. Yeah. So, well, I think we thoroughly beat this horse. Yeah, we did. And I'm kind of like thinking back to those green times right now. Coming up with a story you want to interject no, before? No, you just get those. Just think about them. They're fun. They're fun. Todd, are your memories in black and white from back in the day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I still yeah. think about that picture of you and that diaper next to that muskie and your grandfather. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I don't think that was black and white, was it? Nah. I think it, it was colored. Like, it was very like they, poorly very, colored. Yeah, very faint colored, like they colored the reminds, colored in it with a paintbrush. Reminds me of like the show The Wonder Years. <laughs> Yeah. Like that film style. With Winnie? With Winnie. She was a smoking. I don't remember what she looks like. Straight black hair? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I Okay, I, I'll expand a little bit. The one scene that I remember from that show was they went on a fishing trip. And I remember looking at it and I was watching the show with my father. And I looked and I'm like, Dad, that place looks awful. <laughs> And my dad goes, yeah, the, the show doesn't have places to fish like we do. <laughs> and, and that was something like the conversation. I was young. I yeah. was very young. Obviously, it was a, it was a many times over rerun. Yeah. But it, it literally looked like a bunch of trees had like water around them, at least in my memory. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of pertaining to it. So anyways, I'm going to 
thought before I ramble too long. Yeah. So uh, check out Vance and Todd, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, mcfishingguides.com on Facebook, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, also Todd Young on Facebook. And Fatty Z Musky Products, fattyzmusky.com, Instagram, Facebook, Boss Shad, bossshad.net. And he's going to be updating the store, so be patient. He has a Facebook page. You can also get him at uh, Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. They have an online store as well and a Facebook page. They carry many colors and many styles of boss sheds. Uh, I'd like to thank Wiley Lures, Dale Wiley, down in uh, Elwood, Elwood City. City. I, I don't know. I was going to say something like Wellwood City, but I'm like, no, that's yeah. not it. Um, <laughs> so anyways, he's down there. He has a site, muskythrills.com. The site, I, as far as we know, is still open, so check that out. JacksonLure.com, there is some styles. Last time we checked out. And if you're going to be around Musky Max, that's like not much notice, but get down there if you want to get a Wiley. And St. Croix Rods. Thank you, St. Croix. Uh, check them out, Best on Earth. And it's getting closer to spring, so if you're out fishing, good luck. <laughs>